Hey everybody, in this episode of Box Office Breakdown, the possession of Hannah Grace gets excised from the top five. We'll break all that down and more next. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk, we talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Box Office Breakdown. Oh, hey everybody, we are back. Welcome to Box Office Breakdown. It's been two long weeks without... It feels like forever. It does, it does. Forever. Ladies and gentlemen, of course, (laughs) this is the show where we look back at the box office that was, and then we'd like to... Prana. Oh, I wasn't Pat. I wasn't Pat. Fit. I messed up. Oh yes. About the box office that I had. I'm Frank Moran. What's up, Carrie Lane here, and I'm live in the chat with all of you. Welcome everybody who's joining us live. And I'm Amy Cassandra Martinez. And making us look good and sound even better, and nailing the the, the high notes there. <laughs> yeah. Anthony in the booth. Uh, I nailed something. That's. Hey. What it felt like. There you go. No. no. <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, as always, though, folks, like us on Facebook. Give us those five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. And while you're there, give it a thumbs up. Two, three, four, Woo. however many you can get on there. And as Carrie mentioned, the live chat is up mm-hmm. and running. But Carrie, if they're watching after we stream live, what can they do? Oh, yes, Frank. You can all comment down below. Oh, look at that. So without further ado, we will jump into this past week's box office. Of course, it's been two weeks. So we will uh, we'll quickly, when we get to that point, cover the box office bets. Mm-hmm. Uh, although you that the follow on Twitter and, and Star Drew uh, have been keeping everybody up to date there uh, in the Twitterverse. Anthony, do you have any, any words to, for Star Drew and his uh, excellent uh, recaps of the yeah. weekend's bets? Yeah, just some just some quick advice for my boy Star Drew. Got Buddy, it. I love you. You're the star of my eye. <laughs> One eye. You're, just got, you're, just star, you're the only star in my sky as well. Mm. Um but here's the thing with your with your tweets at us. If you want us to really feel the burn or any impact of your tweets, I would highly suggest to spell check them because we can't understand them sometimes. So just, you know, food for thought. Spell check your tweets and then maybe I'll feel the burn and I'll reach for my burn queen cream. So there's that. All I right. mean, I, I know I didn't lose. The, the first week, but I'm really confused for this week. Mm. Well, well, we will find that out as uh-huh. we go along there. I'm excited. But we will start off with our number one here for this past week, and that, of course, uh, still going strong in its second week of release, Ralph Breaks the Internet from Disney, another $25.7 million, bringing its total to a little over $119 million domestically. Nice. And yeah. I was, uh, we didn't talk about it because it came out last week. That right? is correct. Awesome. So we can talk about it this week. Oh, my goodness. Yay! Because <clears throat> I saw it today. Oh, what did you think? I thought it was okay. I didn't really have any expectations, though. Most of the praise I had heard about it was very high. But I felt the first one left the theater like, yeah, that was really cool. But this one was like, okay. Like, it is a good movie. Uh, It's more about heart rather than humor, which is still fine. Uh, Stay all the way through the credits. There's at least... One joke, just a little bit in, and then kind of another joke at the very, 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 very end. So, stay. Uh, so many people are leaving, I almost want to be like, don't leave yet. <laughs> but I didn't, but it's all right. Uh, and then, and lots of great representation of internet and things we deal with, which is kind of comedic. <laughs> like an antivirus person. And that was just funny to see a concept we all know, but represented as a, not really a human being, but... A living, you know, a living thing. thing. Mm-hmm. So stuff like that, I really appreciated. But it was a little bit more like, okay. Yeah. So. 
It's uh, there. There's a sequence in the film where Ralph explores uh, being a viral internet star. Oh, but yeah. It, but it also is one of those that I, for me, it also kind of broke the film a little bit in the sense where it's like, who in the who's actually making these films? Would anybody care about a video games character doing these? I don't know. Yeah. Some of those things kind of seem to get a little. But I mean, I guess that's one of the things you just have to let go and just uh, you know accept. For the uh, movie, but I was also thinking yeah. like the reality of this. Like, who who would be doing this? I'd be more, of... Yeah, I'd be curious who's making it. Yes, uh, the concept of a character that you know and love doing it. That I'm like that might be interesting. I don't know how many people know Wreck It Ralph, though. So kind of a how popular that game was, but that's okay. Uh, looking in the chat, Ryan says my favorite parts were with the princesses. I was laughing so much at those moments. There were some really good, yes. comedic and very self aware things about the princesses. Uh, some of it's in the trailer, but some of it there's more. So I appreciated that kind of comedy. It is one of those that <laughs> I would not be surprised if Disney took the response from the enthusiasm for all those princess mm. segments and just did something with that kind of tone as its own thing. That'd be kind of cool, though. Yeah, I would. And be actually, them interacting with people that aren't princess because that's the comedy of someone <laughs> yes. going, "Wait, what are you doing here?" And what you guys are kind of weird. Uh, I could I could see something like that working for like a uh, you know how what is it Marvel Uprising where it's like a collage of all the I believe the women of uh, Marvel right mm-hmm. yes is all is all doing that like, I could see something like that maybe animated with all the princess like maybe a Disney uh, XD show I would watch that it'd be fun because yeah how they're how they're represented is fun and crazy thing too if you liked their loungewear that they get in there's already people making that and selling it and cosplaying it that's true if you get Disney's yeah that quick even just from the trailer loungewear ooh it's cute like (laughs) I mean the holidays are here Mm -hmm. yeah that's uh, as the Disney Magic Kingdom's game that you can play on your mobile phone uh, describes that all you can get those variant uh, clothing choices for some of the characters in that game for the princesses, and they drive, uh, describe it as their comfy wear. Their comfy yeah, because they're like, oh man, these dresses, and what's it like to wear something comfortable? Oh, guys, this is fantastic. <laughs> I'm so excited now. <laughs> that kind of self aware humor was really good, but it wasn't like bust up. You just kind of smile. You're like, ha, ah, that was a good. You, you uh, chortle. It's a little bit like, ha, ha. chortle. Mm hmm. I say that all the time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I like it because it it's such a weird word. <laughs> it is an untapped uh, field because they have, they Disney does have that. Disney Junior has Sophia the First. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I watched plenty of that. Uh, <laughs> but it's where they bring in the princesses, which is always kind of cool yeah, to see yeah. them in a different context. But they never did anything where it's, you see a, a wide variety of all the Disney princesses teaming up in various different combinations. And then how they react to one of them. That's true. <laughs> there you go. That's, I, won't, I won't spoil it, but yeah. That was a good joke, too. I was like, oh, <laughs> so <laughs> our uh, audience did that. Yeah, so it was. Uh, yeah. It's worth. I thought it was worth seeing. I did not mind my time in the movie at all. Yeah, no, I wouldn't say like don't see it. I just it wasn't definitely first one's way better. Hmm. But did you? What did you? It's think been a while since I've seen the first one, so I'd have to go back. I was just more remembering how I felt when I left. Yeah, I mean, it, it is a it, characters that you did love from the first film, other than uh, Ralph and uh, whatever it Penelope. Is. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't get focused as much. And so, you know, if you wanted to see some of the other uh, supporting characters, you're not really going to get that much out of that. It's going to mm-hmm. be a lot of a majority of new characters you're going to meet this film. Yeah. For good or for bad. Yeah. Uh, coming in number two, uh, Dr. Seuss's The Grinch. Also uh, sticking around for a while at the box office and doing surprisingly well. $17.7 million. Yeah. There you go. Yep. Uh, I've seen that film. It was okay. No, you know, yeah. actually, yeah, yeah. It's a, you know, I, the thing I don't like about it is Furrow Williams' narration. 
It's um, so light. And did it make you happy? Oh, it's just. <laughs> it just didn't Thank feel you. like nicely done. Thank you. Uh, it just. It doesn't. It doesn't have that gravitas mm. like the Boris Karloff reading yeah. does in the first one. So you want something in that. I think his is just too. I don't know. Just he doesn't seem as invested in the story. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't seem like a right fit for me. Uh, when did you see this? Was it was more recent, like within yeah. the last two weeks? Yes. Okay, yeah. Because see, now I'm like, hmm, maybe I will go see it just because it is officially December. I know. Yes. Now, now it's like, appropriately done. Yeah. yeah. Like I, ha- I'm all in now. Holiday. Mm-hmm. Let's do this. Yeah. But I don't know if I will. What about Nutcracker? No. Okay. Oh, you don't want to see those <laughs> I might get four realms. Yeah. No, I'm good with even one is too many. I would say. Mm. I'm just kidding. Yeah. It's uh. Yeah. So the Grinch. It, yeah. It's fine. You know. Yeah. They. They. Have to extend some of the story. Is there anything kind of new to it, though? You know, I did not see the Jim Carrey. I've never seen the Jim Carrey version. Whoa! Of the that one's yeah. actually really fun. Um, yeah. Compare how they elongated that story mm. to how they've elongated this one to see if there's a lot of stuff that kind of matches up. There yeah. is no Christine Baranski, uh, you know, you know uh, sexy, who in this film. <laughs> oh, okay. So, yeah. I, well, this, this film, for me, one, I don't remember them really um, promoting it as much. A while ago, I'm like, but then when they did, I was like, why? Why do we need this one? I don't know. It does feel by the end of the movie, and certainly there's no spoilers, but it does see, because we all know the story of the Grinch. Yeah. yeah. But it does feel like at the end, you're like, are they trying to hook up Cindy Lou Who's mom and the Grinch? Are they trying that? That's right. I, I, I question that by the end of the movie because it feels <laughs> like. Well, crap. It, that makes me interested yeah. now. Yeah, I know, right? It's like, oh, okay. Uh, uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, coming to number three, we've got Creed 2. Uh, going story in the box office are $16.8 million. Amy Cassandra Martinez saw this film. Amy, how did you do? You film? guys. You guys. I loved it so much. I, you know, it's hard to talk about movies that you really enjoy because there will be people out there that will say, well, yeah, but like this one part, but I don't care. I thought it was freaking fantastic. I left there. I think I saw it a couple of days before it. Okay, I don't remember when I saw it, but it was pretty much right away. And so it's been a while, but I remember leaving and being like, dang, I feel so inspired. And I think that the characters that, you know, they continued using, obviously, from the previous Creed, they did a really great job really developing them some more. And obviously the action sequences are fun, and you're just like in there, and you're rooting for him. I I loved it. I love Rocky movies. I love the Creed movies. I think they did fantastic. And I, yeah, just two thumbs way up. Now, just in case someone has never seen the first yeah. Creed, do they Think, need to for the second? I would say yes. Okay. Yeah. Just because, especially if you're coming just from seeing Rocky, it's like, it'll make sense, duh, but you need to get yourself attached to these mm-hmm. characters a little bit more. And there are some surprises along the way. Okay. That's what I'm going to say. Yeah. Although, in a sense, you could probably just watch this one because I feel also that uh, Creed, Adonis' story... It's kind of the semi sim similar journey from the first film. Uh, but the characters. Like, if yeah. you, for some reason, are not a Michael B. Jordan fan or a Tessa Thompson fan, you're like, okay, I don't care about these people. Well, first of all, why are you watching this movie, I guess? But let's say you're just, like, not attached to them at all. You need to see where their storylines are so you can really connect yourself to them. There you go. You had to really I just plug want them to watch them all. There you that's go. All. Oh, that's all right. It's, uh, I, mean, I, I did like what they did with the Drago family. Some nice yeah. stuff with that, too. Yeah. Uh, it was interesting to see what uh, Stallone's idea was for the film. He wanted to really explore, like, steroid use. Hmm. But I'm glad they did not go that way. Yeah. And they changed it so the uh, the director and another person that helped write the script 
kind of went a different direction as well too. So I'm glad that like thanks. That's an interesting idea, Sly. But we want to go a little bit different direction. I, I think the film is better for that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's been a lot of stuff in the media there about uh, Stallone saying this is it. This is my farewell to the uh, the Rocky character. Yeah. Uh, and if this is the last showing, he's he's not as in much in the film as you would think. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, it's certainly not his story. I felt like his story was uh, much better served in Creed than this one. Eh, this one, he's around for some moments, but yeah. yeah. And honestly, I feel like maybe even Creed could have been his last one, the way that everything happened, you know, with his character. But I'm glad that we got him more. Oh, no, for sure. Yeah, yeah I mean, he's mm-hmm. always fun to watch, and it's a cool dynamic. Yeah. But uh, I could, to have him, I feel like the longer you keep him in, the more you're going to have to try to, you know do something with him and I feel like it's ended up yeah. going to be what happened with uh, Burgess Meredith in the Rocky series mm-hmm. point, he's going to have to die he's going to have to die so yeah. let's let's leave him just on a high note yeah yeah yeah. Uh, but yeah still definitely worth seeing okay. and you know heck, even if you're not a huge boxing fan if you just like uh, it's still got that, that underdog feel mm-hmm. well because I started watching boxing matches after I left <laughs> I was like yeah. boxing hmm, maybe I could be really into this yeah. And how, how do you feel so far? Are you really I, in? I really do like it. That sweet yeah. science? Yeah, the sweet science, is that yeah. what you said? Yeah, so how they describe boxing. Oh, yeah. Hmm. I love me that sweet science. Well, you know, go check out that movie, the, uh, the uh, not that movie, but the TV show, The Contender, if you want to see that. Good it's a, a contender. Yes, it's uh-huh. a Mark Burnett production, the guy who does Survivor. He did oh. it back in NBC early, early to mid 2000s, and now uh, they brought it just back here again on some epics. Ooh. Yes. So, uh, but it's just uh, these guys that are uh, up and coming boxers, up and coming boxers. Oh, oh, that's cool. Yes, and you watch. I mean, so you really get invested in their stories, their backgrounds, yeah. and then you follow their journey into the ring, and you see who mm. comes out victorious and who doesn't. That sounds amazing. It's cool. Report back, Amy. Let us know. And yes. I will Wait. say it's a great theme song. <laughs> It's a what? It's a great theme song for that do show. Do you want to sing it? Uh, yes. No. There's yes, a, you do. It's Come not, on. Yes. There's no words to it. It's just well, music. Well, so do it. No. But I will say, though, uh, when it does kick in during the boxing matches, you're like, all right, yes, okay. Is it the Rocky? They can't do that. No, no, no. It's okay. Their own, I'm like licensing. Hello. Yeah. Hello. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Coming in at number four, Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald. From Warner Brothers, another <laughs> nice. 11, $11.2 million. Has, uh, I know that... Uh, I've seen this. Uh, Not yet. No, Amy. Amy's I, been on Death's Door. Pretty much. Yes. Yeah, for the last week. But I've seen a lot of other things. We'll touch on later. Yeah, I don't know if I'm actually gonna make to this. Make it to the theater for this one. Not sure. Yeah, I feel like many people. I feel like many people are in your boat. They're like, yeah. like eh, I will see it at some point, but I'm not feeling that compelling need to see it now. I love I'm not in a rush. Yeah. Let it come to you. You know, it's own. Yeah, exactly. Own time. You know. There you go. Well, and. I don't know how you guys feel about this, but having been away from the theater for for so long now, I'm like, no, I, I need to get back on track. So what's coming out this week, next week? I can't like go back too sure. far. Well, it's right. You know? You're lucky. There's really nothing coming out yeah. this week. So you've got, <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah. You've got time to go and see it now. I know. Yeah. I know. I really need to get to see Wreck It Ralph or whatever. There Ralph you. Breaking the Internet. Ralph, that one. Ralph Wrecks the Internet. Yes. But I said Wreck-It Ralph. Wreck-It Ralph, Ralph like, too. Yeah, sure. They yeah. come back again. They wreck things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and coming in at number five is Bohemian Rhapsody from Fox. Another $8.1 million. Uh, doing incredibly well for Fox. I yeah. did see that one. I saw that over Thanksgiving with family and really enjoyed it. So I liked, I very much liked how you talked about it as well, Amy. Did you see it yet? I did see it. Okay, you know the way I talked about it? <laughs> uh, That's cool. I don't remember. That's cool, no, cool. Uh, no uh, I, 
I enjoyed it a lot. It definitely, it, I, I like how it's a little bit more of, like, historical with a little bit of fiction because there were some articles I read after and, like, how the timing of certain things happen is not exactly how it happened in real life, but for dramatic purposes in the movie, that's fine. I'm like, whatever. If you told someone a month before it happened or after, same difference. Like, eh. Uh, I, it's, I really liked Queen music, so it was so fun to see how the songs came about, and that was just like, ah, that made me so happy. Um, I've also seen Queen perform twice, so, uh, with, one was Adam Lambert, and the other one, I'm forgetting who they had seen. Hologram of Freddie Mercury? No, it was, I don't want to say the wrong name, because then, but it was somebody else, too, um, from another band. Pick a name. It was like Paul. McCartney. No. (laughs) Stanley. Like Rogers or Waters or something like that. Paul Dano. Okay. That doesn't sound right. <laughs> anyway, so I really like the music and everything. Something I really appreciated, too, is there's a... It's kind of a joke in the movie, but I'm like, but it's true. The lead guitarist, they kind of joke, like, oh, you should change your hair. And he's like, this is my hair. I'm never going to change it. And you're like, that's exactly what his hair looks like today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just white. And so, like, stuff like that was I really appreciated. I did like the Michael Myers cameo. Well, not really a cameo, but his role. Yeah. Uh, when I didn't recognize, <laughs> I was like, what? Until here. Thank you, guys. Yeah. Uh, and it's a lot of the music, so I, I think it really makes you appreciate the music. I love how much they had of the Live Aid concert towards the end. And on Twitter, just, like, look up Bohemian Rhapsody. There's a, a few different, I think a few people have tweeted. They put the actual footage with the movie footage side by side. Oh, my gosh. How much they recreate it also makes you appreciate the movie so much more of how hard they... Because it's one of those... It's not like photocopying it, but they emulate it so well. So there's that little room of adjustment because it's like, well, it's not clearly not them. But the actors they chose for the band look so much like the guys. I thought they did great on casting for that. So. I still anyway, don't know how you like feel it, about the, ed, that ending the film, though. 20 minutes? Yeah, cause, and maybe I don't have the context long. for how, in, how impactful that performance was um, when it occurred, but it feels like a weird way to end the movie. I... I'm like, I wish I reread that article right away. But I think that was the last largest performance they ever did. Like, I think they did a little bit more after, but that was, like, towards the end. Um, And I think they did a little bit of recording, but that was more as he was getting more and more sick, so then they weren't doing as much. So it was that big of a deal for them, too, to be there. So it was interesting. Like, I'm I'm sitting there going, wow, this is going on for a really long time, but I was in it. I just was more curious about the people I was with going, I hope they're okay with this because it was on for a while. And when We Will Rock You played, there were people in my audience behind me who did some, some clip. And I was like, yes, it made me so happy. And I did it a little <laughs> bit too with them. I was like, yay. Anyway. It's like a little concert in the theater. It was. Yeah. No. That's why I liked it too. And yeah, Look acting it. is great. I loved everybody. <laughs> yeah, it's a... Uh... Yeah, you know, the, the more I keep looking back at uh, Freddie Mercury, mm-hmm. I, I guess I get more critical of how they addressed uh, Rami for this. Because, like, his hair doesn't quite match, or uh, that mustache, mm, I don't know. It, it was enough, and I saw some, I watched some other clips, too, <laughs> of how he talked. Because I, I, don't, I don't think I'd ever seen Freddie Mercury on an interview before. So then I was just curious of, like, is that how he talked? Is that how he held his mouth? Because that was distracting for a bit at the beginning, but it's like, no, that, that's what he did. Yeah, I mean, and, I, I yeah. don't. His preparation, I, I, I think nothing it's, against yeah, that. But, really good. Uh, there was uh, talk of, at one point when the early development of the st- of doing the film where Freddie ends up dying like midway through the film, and then it's like, how does a band go when probably their most prominent person uh. has been removed? And part of me goes like, I almost kind of more interested in that story. 
than what we've got. Because I feel like, yeah, because I, I, again... Well, I, it was I, already, like, sad as is, or, I don't know, did you feel sad watching it all? Um, yes. Yeah, okay, He was yeah. dying. And then that, knowing yeah. after he's all, Well, yeah. knowing that, like, it was going to be like, woohoo, everyone's fine kind of situation, kind of the same thing as uh, Straight out of Compton, where you're like, mm-hmm. you know stuff's going to happen, but it's also, like, how they get there, and what happens, like, how they show that moment, and what happens after, and I feel mm-hmm. like with Bohemian Rhapsody, they kind of cheated us in a way it's like oh look wow beautiful you're there at the live aid concert bam it's over hey okay bye thank you for coming they rushed it the ending i would say they did i was okay with it but i get what you mean of it's an interesting spot to end mm-hmm. i would have wanted maybe a little more information too at the end like not or just more like photos reading of it them. you're like oh okay here's like what could have been 10 minutes in the actual script instead of like write write all of this down yeah, fair. Yeah, yeah. I'm with you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wise words, Amy Cassandra Martinez. Thank you so much. Yes. <laughs> uh, now the other, the uh, we had our box office bets, and the first one was for uh, Ralph breaks the internet. Uh, so we did our box office bet on that one. What? I thought what? it was Robin Hood. Oh no, actually, no, it was Robin Hood. My bad. That was uh, yes, which oh, didn't I think even... I actually won. Though. I did not lose, is what I know. Yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was really scared. No, that was our our, our boy Anthony. Uh, it was so close between uh, Carrie and Anthony. It right, was two hundred thousand was... dollars separated them. Oh, so yes. wait, who won though? I uh, basically who won. It was uh, Neil. Uh, Neil with the deal sealed it right in there because it was. Ended up, or excuse me, no, I'm looking at his other bet because Neil did not bet that week. Ah. But he had the total; it was 14.2 million dollars. So you were at uh, you were 24. Anthony was at four by 200 thousand dollars. You ended up winning. Uh, you ended up beating Anthony. So Anthony wants to go see Robin Hood. There you go. I still want to see it. But uh, just... Carrie Lane won the, or not Carrie Lane. I'm getting Hi. words. People. Amy Cassandra Martinez won for Robin Hood. I won. Yay. You did with 13 million dollars. That's great. There you go. Oh, farthest away. I understand. Yes. I was hearing that from me. I'm like, yeah, cool. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and then, of course, this week uh, was Possession of Hannah Grace. Yes. I uh, did not do very well at the box office. Came in in seventh yeah. place with a uh, whopping total of $6.5 million. <laughs> there you go. So with that, it uh, looks like uh, Carrie and Anthony will both be seeing this film with the bets of $12 million each. Uh, Amy Good. is our winner at seven million dollars. Holy crap! Look what? at that! Yay! Yes, so it's nicely done. Be a winner, guys. There you go. Yeah. Uh, so, Anthony got a lot of work to do, buddy. Yep. Silence uh, is golden. Sorry about that. Um, <laughs> okay, his mic is I'm, like nope. I'm, nope. Ho- I'm hoping my mic sounds better now. Um, as uh, this is my losing speech. Um, All right. It's starting now. Ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. Damn, have, like, that's it. That was it. Right. You can so feel the have, emotion like, the in that. Music. Each has been concluded. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, yes, I was just in the chat. Neela J says, Robin Hood has very bad graphics. The acting and action scenes are good, though. Hmm. All right. Really selling me on it. Thank you so much for that. <laughs> yeah, I've yeah. heard really bad things. I feel like I, I want, I'll go check it out, maybe. Mm-hmm. But, okay. Yeah, Do it. You know. I yeah, want to back. Hey, thanks. All right. You're welcome. Okay. I know you, you need our support. <laughs> Is it okay if I go see that movie, guys? Yes. All right, cool. All right, I'll go you see have our that. permission. Thank you, guys. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> uh, internationally, uh, Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald, 
at Lit International Box Office for its third week in a row, conjuring $40.2 million in 80 markets. That brings the overseas total to $385.3 million and the global total to over $500 million. Hey, there you go. Uh, Crazy Rich Asians, though, which did so well for Warner Brothers, and we're going to be working on the sequel as well. It was dead on arrival in China, though, and it just got $1.2 million over its opening weekend. Yeah. Which seemed, but understandably so, you're going to a market where the idea of having an all Asian cast, not very much of a novelty. Mm-hmm. Well, also, like, I know some people were saying that this kind of story is more. Uh, it appeals more to people that are Asian here in America. Yes. Mm-hmm. So it's like American Asian American experience. Thank yes. you. Yes. So it's still it's an amazing movie. Yeah. Yes. I love it. Uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, as we're talking about, though, it's uh, $37 million a weekend over the international box office to, to bring its total to $375.1 million. So uh, it is It is now uh, the Freddie Mercury biopic is now becoming the market's all-time top musical in Korea. Whoa. Look at that. Way to go, Freddie Mercury. Yeah. Uh, it is topped in the UK. It is top Les Mis at $54.7 million. So that's cool. There you go. Wow. Suck it, Les Mis. You're top. <laughs> there you go. Wow. Uh, Ralph Breaks the Internet was the big UK newcomer uh, t- taking a clear number one. It is uh, tracking ahead of its sequel, ahead, excuse me, ahead of its predecessor, and still has uh, about half of the overseas markets still to come. Uh, the full weekend total was three, $33.7 million in 27 markets. For an international total of $87.7 million after two weeks and a global total of $207 million. And The Grinch is, uh, it, it went into 20 more markets, lifting it to $64.8 million this past weekend with a global total of 268.3. And Venom. Venom. Just, oh. It's just like that. Great job, everyone. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> See, we are a band. <laughs> yeah. 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 And it's Someone fourth. My name. <laughs> hey, what's up, dude? Oh, that's so sad. It's a fourth. It is fourth Chinese weekend there. It uh, it's still holding the number two spot with a, two, a total of two hundred and sixty-two million dollars. Uh, there you go for a full overseas total to date of six hundred and thirty-one point seven, and a worldwide total of eight hundred and forty-four million dollars. Oh boy. Okay. Yeah. So there you go. And uh, the of course the position of Hannah Grace, it uh, get, did not so well over for its overseas rollout. Four point one million dollars uh, in seventeen markets. So there you go. It got uh, <laughs> one million from Mexico in four hundred and sixty-seven screens. So mm. there you go. Uh, nobody's really wanting to see. Possession and grace. I've heard nothing uh, but bad well, reviews. Well, they had like, also no uh, advertising for that, pretty much. Not until, like, really right close. Right before, yeah. 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 I mean, I'm sure even Pretty Little Liars fans would be like, oh, hey, but maybe they're just not feeling it right now. It's like, you know, December, bam, here we are. Yeah, wrong season. Yeah. That's got to be part of it, I would say. Sure. Who wants to be scared at this time of year? You want, or you, you can do watch a Krampus. horror Christmas movie and watch Anna the Apocalypse. Which I've heard mixed things about. Most my friends who are into horror like it. Yeah. But uh, it is very low budget, was one of the NPR things they were saying. They, one of the reviewers was totally okay with that, and the others said, oh, you can tell, and whatever. I shrugged. <laughs> For those listening, like, whatever. <laughs> Come on. I give some love. I shrugged. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got one. Th- well, it is, as I mentioned, kind of a, a slow week. 
this week, uh, this upcoming week at the box office. So I did find one film that's coming out here. I don't know exactly how wide of a distribution it's going to have, but I figured we need to have something to bet on. Mm-hmm. So I went into Mary Queen of Scots. Yes, that trailer looks cool with Margot Robbie. So it should be interesting. Yes, uh, it's. Uh, it, I mean, for me, I was like, I picked it because I'm always interested in that uh, that time period mm-hmm. and that story. So I'm like, all right, let's see how it goes. Uh, from Focus Pit Features, so Amy's super excited. Have you watched the trailer? I've seen the trailer. Okay. She looks. It, they do a really good job mm-hmm. making her look different. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Uh, please. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Focus marketing. Make sure that gets on the uh, promotional <laughs> material. <laughs> no, it's honestly, go. I mean, that time period, I, I'm i not a huge fan of it. But if it's done nicely and if it's engaging, I'm like, I'm there. Have you watched either Elizabeth or Elizabeth the Golden Age? No, I've seen Pride and Prejudice. All right. Well, there you go. <laughs> Which I freaking so love. So close. <laughs> I liked Elizabeth the, the first one. I don't think I saw the second, but oh, it's gorgeous. Like cinematography yes. on that. It is uh, incredible. I'll give it. I mean, hey, if I am able to watch a movie this weekend that is not all the elements that I want to watch, then I will for sure watch this one unless I lose the bet. So, yeah. <laughs> yes. my quick pause because a lot of people are talking about a movie called After, which is fan fiction of um, uh, One Direction. Because uh, it's. The band? It's one of those, they're how uh, Twilight is fan fiction. What is happening right now? Okay. Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> Fifty Shades of Grey. Yes. Fifty Shades of Grey yeah. is mm-hmm. essentially fan fiction of Twilight. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So then after is like fan fiction of, I want to say it was like One Direction, like a boy band, like one of the how do you- person. And some people are really not happy about it, and because either they're fans of the band and they don't like the guy being portrayed that way, or other Harry people. Harry Styles. Hold on, we're going to go so look at I that. never realized I that something. Fifty Shades was fanfic for Twilight? Yes. yes. Because it seems like that seems weird to me. No, there are moments of Fifty Shades in Twilight. So, okay, long but story is there, short. But is there a third so that, member that she has to, is she torn between two guys? That kind of makes sense. I in Fifty mean, Shades? I mean. This lady wrote Fifty Shades, like, on her commute to work on her blackberry so <laughs> i can i can she was literally thinking about sex the whole time wow and then include um include uh you know twilight into the mix at the time of, of writing you know i think that I'd be inspired context. her to write 50 shades there's mm-hmm. certain like or inspired her to think about you know yeah yeah because between time, edward and bella commute. i honestly would be more interested in the movie of the making of uh 50 shades <laughs> the novels with a woman just sitting there on the subway, just oh yeah, stop it, Frank! Oh my gosh, I would be more interested in that movie. I actually just watched yeah, all the Twilights within the last month, and I've seen right. two of the Fifty Shades because I wanted to. Oh. I saw the first Fifty yeah. Shades with my time. friend, and we watched and just laughed at it. Oh yeah, no, it took me a while yeah. to get through that one. I just need one more Fifty Shades movie, and then I'm caught up. But but I'm so mean, proud of myself. The only Twilight one that is even remotely interesting is the, the last one. Yes, One Direction Harry Styles. The novel itself originated as a popular fan fiction de- dedicated to One Direction singer Harry Styles, who inspired the character of Hardin Scott in the uh, Todd's books. Uh, Hardin Scott? That's, yes. <laughs> okay. Really? Uh, After has become part of the best-selling five-book series. Oh, um, good for them. Da, 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 da. The original fan fiction version has garnished more than 1.5 billion reads on the online platform Wattpad, W A T T Pad, uh, where the author published it. So then they're um, doing it, but a lot of people are. Anyway, they're upset because it's an unhealthy relationship promoted in the movie. 
uh, like abusive and stuff, which technically you could argue for Twilight as well, but people are all talking about that. Wow. Interesting. Uh, yes. I, I'm sorry, that has uh, not been on my radar, <laughs> and I feel like I've been better for it. It was on like one of the Twitter trending something, so Woo! I saw it. All place. right. Yes. Great. Uh, yes. So, uh, of course, we've got our, our one one film we'll be doing, our box office bet on Mary Queen of Scots. So uh, next week, though, we will have some other films that we finally start beefing up towards our Christmas uh, release date. So we're going to have Into the Spider-Verse. We're yes. going to have Aquaman. Yes, yes. Uh, many more films coming your way. So we'll have more Mary films Poppins to choose from. Mary Poppins coming out soon. Yes. <gasps> so it will be very cool. Uh, immortal Objects. Immortal, immortal Engines. Engines, thank you. Yes, yes, that one too. So many great holiday films just around the corner. Mm-hmm. But uh, for this, we'll, we'll go back to uh, the olden days, ye olden days of England for this uh, next box office bet. But in the meantime, before we get into our our next week's top five, what we think of uh, our bets for Mary Queen of Scots, we'll do a look back, a box office rewind, if you will. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Amy. You're welcome. About somebody who's going to be in one of these upcoming films, uh, which is just the one film, which will just be Margot Robbie. Yay! Look at her, the lovely and talented Margot Robbie. Uh, We've got her top five films here. Coming in number five, her top five live action uh, opening weekend, so we rate that. Not necessarily the ones that uh, did the best overall. We're just looking at our opening weekends. Mm-hmm. How much dollar bill they make? That's right. And coming to number five was Whiskey Tango Foxtrot from Paramount back in 2016. Uh, Tina Fey starring. Yes, film. yes. Yeah. Seven point four. That was really good. It was surprisingly good. Because it's more of a is it more of a dramatic? It's a drama. Yeah, yeah, it's ca- not so much a comedy, but yeah, dramedy? it's more of a drama. Okay. Yeah, and I just I honestly can't remember most of the plot. But Perfect. I remember it being like, wow, you actually surprised me. This is really good. Hmm. Yeah, highly recommend it, though. Cool. All right. Yeah. Uh, number four, The Wolf of Wall Street from Paramount, 2013. Yes. $18.3 million this opening weekend. One of my favorites, for sure. Really? It's a really good I one. I love mm-hmm. Wolf of Wall Street. I don't know favorites, but really, really good. Yeah. Leo Jonah. Mm-hmm. Yes. I love, the, I love that movie body. for the fact that every time I watch it, it makes me want to make a lot of money and snort a lot of coke. Maybe that's <laughs> okay. just me. I okay. You lost me at the coke part, but you had me at the beginning. You're more of a Pepsi person? Yes. <laughs> no. There you go. Never. <laughs> See, Frank mm. got it. Thank that's you, Frank. Right. You got it, Anthony. I don't know. That's a, uh, a movie that I was like, eh, it's fine, but I've not felt that need to rewatch it, though. What? That's one of them where I'm like, you have to watch it again. Really? So I can just, just see Matthew McConaughey. Uh, it's very inspiring. Uh, it is. <laughs> right. Okay. And then the whole, like, the scene where Leo's just like, ooh, he just loses his whole inhibitions and everything. All right. It's fantastic. I love that movie. Okay. Okay. Thank you, Amy. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, number three, Focus. From 2015, from Warner Brothers, 18.68 million. Uh, that was one with uh, Will Smith, wasn't it? Where they do the heists and stuff. Yes. Yes. Didn't see that Didn't one. Didn't see that one either. No. No, wrong. Uh, number two, The Legend of Tarzan from Warner Brothers, back in 2016, 38.5 million dollars. Uh, I actually did enjoy that one. Uh, I was very confused by how they advertised it at first. Like, how are you telling this story? But then when I watched the movie, it was like, yeah, it was fun. It was. Yeah, it was just fun. I mean, I wanted to like it more because I've always been had a soft spot for yeah. uh, Tarzan. Aww. Yeah. But it's just, eh, it was fine. It wasn't terrible, but it was also didn't make me go like, yeah, they got it the finally. Tra- the trailer <laughs> made it more exciting than it was. But then the trailer made you confused of, wait, why does Tarzan have clothes? Why is he clean shaven? And, like, and then you go, oh, oh, and they explain yeah. the movie. You had to go back. You had yes. to go back. Uh, we got to go back, Marty. <laughs> 
Uh, which uh, Sunday night I did a, a marathon of Back to the Future films last night. You did? Yes. Wait, what? Uh, just a marathon of the Back to the Future you films. You did? Nice. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. But, you know, it just makes you realize how it's a nice trilogy, but the first one is by far the star. There's some bad acting. There's some bad acting in the second, second one. I yeah. actually really the like the third, third if only because it's a Western. Oh, the third fun. one hurts yeah. me. Really? Oh. Yeah. I, in some ways, like at least the acting's a little bit better than the third. Hmm. Like the stuff in uh, 2015, Stop where they're it. checking out Marty's. Uh, oh, it. there's some really bad acting. I love that one. Ooh, uh, we have a couple baby. people pointing out you're not uh, you're not mentioning a voiceover one that she had. Oh yes, of course she had Peter Rabbit. But we usually for this we skip over the voiceovers. We just do live action appearances. So yes, there's Peter Rabbit, but we will forgo the live act, mm-hmm. uh, the voiceover stuff. And number one. Suicide Squad from Warner Brothers back in 2016 as well, 133.6 million dollars. Uh, excuse me, it's Oscar-nominated Suicide Squad. Thank you. Oh. I mean, Oscar-winning Suicide Squad. Oh boy, yeah, that's a rough watch. No. Yeah, yes, that's no. A, that's it was a, fun. No, but that movie is trash. No, it's a, it's a no. hot. It's a yeah. It's if you know like nothing about those characters, I would say it's fun because I know like very little about them, so I had no attachment or <laughs> back info on anybody. So I was like, okay, I'm more of a Marvel yeah. person. If, so. you, if you know nothing about those characters, at the end of the film, you still know nothing about those characters. I still liked it. It's fun. It's a oh. fun wild ride. You have Batman who lost his parents in an alley with a man who shot his parents right in front of him okay. go into an alley to apprehend Deadshot who he knows is carrying weapons it seems that the, with his daughter right there in front of him it seems the weirdest place for Batman to try to abduct him right in front of his daughter when he knows it could potentially turn into a gunfight in an alley uh, I was like that right okay. there was like come on now mm-hmm. made no sense why Batman would choose to do it right there at that moment Ryan in the chat I'm with you Ryan says I like Suicide Squad is that the only person saying that? <laughs> That's the only person who's liking it, but I see you <laughs> metaphorically. Okay. You guys see eye to eye. Yeah. And I'm glad it's you all right have each other. to hate it, too, If for those of you who didn't appreciate it. There are better representations of the Suicide Squad in the DC animated universe. Fair enough. DC animated, off the charts. They're live yes. action they need to work on. Uh, I mean, they, and speaking of that, they're having James Gunn come in to at least write, yeah. if not direct, mm. perhaps. That's still uh, waiting to be decided. Cool. But I don't know if I really want to see a James Gunn Suicide Squad film. Oh, I think I do. I mean, I I, I, I would have Gunn. no doubt that it would probably be a better film. Mm-hmm. But do I want to see? I don't know. I'm just so not jazzed with the Suicide Squad concept, and it's like I've already seen them, and we've talked about this before, where James yeah. Gunn has done Galaxy of the Galaxy. It's already been a better gang of misfits coming together. Yeah. I've seen that. Let's yeah. see James Gunn do something else in the DC universe. Fair enough. But regardless, we'll be at least seeing a uh, Suicide Squad, at least written by James Gunn. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, Sky Patterson liked it as well. But it says, <laughs> Suicide Squad, poor thing. Warner Brothers put it through the shredder. I like the film. And uh, Cassandra D., I love Suicide Squad for what it was. I love your name. <laughs> it's a great name. Uh, all right, before we do our box office best for Mary, Queen of Scots, it is time for us to predict what our next week's top five will be. When you only have Mary, Queen of Scots really coming into the, uh, into the battleground, and I don't have an idea of how many release, uh, how many films it's going to be, uh, screens it's going to be released on. It could be released on 10 million screens. It's still not going to crank, crack the top five. You don't? Um, no. I, Mary Queen of Scots? No. no. Not even past Bohemian? No. Rhapsody, if it goes down, even like Can, math, what, uh, 50%, so like four. How interested, are you, how interested are you in seeing Mary Queen of Scots? I am not your like average person. I don't think I she's. 
who's the target audience? I want to say my mom's probably definitely. She loves history and True. loves the British monarchy history stuff. Like she's super into it. Uh, I like anybody who likes period pieces. That's that got me on it. And also period pieces where I don't know a whole lot about it. Then I'm like, oh, okay, I'm curious. I want to see it. And it looks kind of exciting. So. I'm interested in seeing it, but that doesn't mean I think a lot of people are going to feel yeah, the same way. I see that easily coming in uh, way out of the top five for sure. I could see it in a seventh or seventh or eighth place. Okay. Uh, Ken Jack pretty much said everything will be about the same. Yeah. I I don't... I mean, it, it, the Bohemian Rhapsody is uh, doing so well. That's a I, bigger... Also, I'd say Queen is a more widely recognizable... I could see Entity. that mm-hmm. possibly staying and a Fantastic Beasts going underneath it. I could mm-hmm. see them possibly mm-hmm. swapping four and five, but I don't see any of what we, it is currently on the top five, any of them not being on the top five next week. So you think six or seven? I'm thinking seven for Mary Queen of Scots. Maybe even eight. Okay. I imagine this is going to be like a, a good, it's a trap. like a $3.2 million film. There you go. Was that an ant? For my yeah. bet, it's a trap. who knows? It's a Did trap? He... What's don't a trap? Them. Why? <laughs> I don't want to have to watch All right. Wow. So, uh, anybody else disagree in terms of their uh, box office predictions for next week? No, it's probably going to stay the same. It's one of those I'd want it to do better, but you're probably right. Of This is the this going to be more at like the indie theaters that the people who like those, that's who's going to go see it, too. Yeah. Uh, but probably not quite as widespread. Amy's excited you, just about the prospect you, of seeing this No, film. I'm... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, was the word terrified about to come out? Of- <laughs> yes. Yes. Also, because terrified. these numbers are gonna just like they're baby numbers. The baby. The baby. Well, so no, they don't have to be point. baby numbers. You can go big. No, go you, big. You go big. Go no. big or go home, Amy. I don't want. All right, so ladies and gentlemen, it is time now to do our box office bet. We are doing Mary Queen of Scots with Margot Robbie and a few other people as well. <laughs> there, uh, David Tennant is in here as well. Ronan. Yes. Get some Saoirse of them Doctor Who there. fans. There you go. I mean, and it's too hard. I mean, he's already married the queen once, so. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, of course. Oh, my. Oh, my. Uh, Oh, great it? Great. Sorry. Uh, When I went to see The Favorite, which, oh, that one looks fun, too. That's kind of dark. That one, too. Uh, Well, that. Wait, confused. Because it's, you know, it feels like the same kind of time period. Same kind of time period, very different tone and different yeah. characters, uh, Emma people. But yes, Stone. Yes, and the woman I'm blanking on her name, but she's... oh Rachel. Well, Rachel Weiss. Weiss. Mm-hmm. And then the but the woman who's the queen, she's in a lot of British stuff and really good. Uh, so great in the chat says when I went to see the favorite, one third of the audience were elderly, mostly walkers and canes. <laughs> I've seen most walkers and canes I've seen in a theater at once. Mary Queen of Scots is likely going to skew old. Fair. Yeah. That does not mean it's not going to be a good movie, though. Yeah, no, it's just what, who's the demographic who's excited That's for true. it. That's uh, true. All right, so with this hot, <laughs> hot... Janet Mouse says 11. Janet, I love the world that you live in. That is so great. There you go. Amy is Amy excited about this. I think she's, she's on like, to something. Seriously. I think she's on to something. Listen. Listen to Janet. Scared. Don't be scared. Don't be scared. Star no. Drew says two or just one. Mm. Oh, are you changing your number, Frank? Right. What? Did the 11 throw you off? Who and... knows? Who knows? Don't be looking. Oh, have you already typed your number in? T- yes. Oh, I like that. Mm. Uh, Carrie, have you typed yours in? Yep. All right, Anthony, do you have yours? 
Yes, I do, Frank. All right. Uh, then let me just type this in real quick. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm scared. I'm scared now. Oh, uh, all right. So I'm terrified. Here we go. All right. Sky Patterson went really hard. Zias B. Lewis says four. Okay. Uh, I've got mine as well. Anthony, okay. we'll start with you, good sir. I'm going with a cool six million. All right. Six. Look at that. <laughs> Amy Cassandra Martinez. With those eyes that are bugging out of her head, like, what am I getting myself into? 1.7. Oh, I love it. I love it. No, No, that's great. That's great. I love it. I love it. I said, (laughs) I went higher, but I'm interested. I said nine. Mm, I feel like Carrie just wants to make sure she has to see this. I'm John Harrison says 7.5. Uh, I. Yeah, Olivia Coleman. Thank you. That's her name. She was on uh, the. Broadchurch. And Night Manager. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Which we did. You can check That's it out in the Active Archives. <laughs> yes. Uh, 3.5 is where I went. Okay. There you go. Amy's, <laughs> please look at Amy's face, everyone. Uh, just mm. the, the look that she was having, and she was just kind of really thinking, like, I have to maybe go see this movie now. What am I going to do with my life? <laughs> Daniel in the chat says 7.9. All right. Oh. Uh, and then you were kind of asking about the favorite great. Uh, I'm sorry if I'm saying it wrong, but great in the chat says, uh, favorite is nuts. It's less LOL and more farcical chuckling. Yeah, the way the trailer plays, it seems kind of more dark humor. Mm-hmm. Nano22 <laughs> says seven. All right. All right. So, folks, uh, one la- Anthony, if you could just give us one last shot of Amy's face uh, as she kind of just uh, laments. Her position right now. I like it. It's great. Yeah. If we, only we could just push in just really close. <laughs> we would like to get closer. <laughs> oh, man. Right. That's weird. Ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for this episode of Box Office Breakdown. But as always, like us on Facebook. Give us those five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to the YouTube channel and give it a thumbs up or two, or three, or four, or however many thumbs you can throw up on there. Beep. And thanks everybody for opening in the chat. But Carrie, if they're watching after we stream live, what can they do? Yes, please join the discussion. Comment down below on the movies we saw that we talked about. If you saw other ones and we didn't get to talk about them, let us know your thoughts. And you know, and also comment on uh, when and where Amy should go see Mary Queen of Scots. No, you no, know? good one. Yes. You've been watching a bunch of Christmas movies. Yeah, yeah. We'll touch on those more next week because I've seen a lot, and I'm sure I will have seen more by then. Favorite one. I can't. I can't. But I can tell you that I finally watched Book Club, which I needed to watch. Yay! It's part of a bet. So. There you go. Look at that. Star Drew. Amy Cassandra Martinez is honoring her commitments. Mm-hmm. Thanks. <laughs> Thank but you. if you want to get in touch with any of us, even after the show's off the air, Anthony, where can they find you, sir? Yes, yes, yes. Hello, hello. You can find me everywhere at Tony B. Tony underscore T O N Y. Letter B T O N Y <laughs> underscore. Yes. And also catch us. Well, we're on hiatus right now, but catch our Instagram page of Horror News PTN, found at Horror News PTN, for our horror movie news uh, updates on social media. I'm trying to revamp that. So we're just trying to get the word out there. We also have a Twitter. Same name. When do you guys come back? New Year. Oh. Unless we have interviews, but yes. Okay. Cool, 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 cool. cool. Yes, Carrie. No, you got something important it. to say? Uh, <laughs> uh, no, the other one was Cassandra D says uh, 4.2. So just saying a couple other numbers. Thank you, everybody who joined us in the live chat. And we still love you, even if you didn't watch it live. <laughs> Carrie's really, really got some, uh, uh, really invested in these uh, box office numbers. I, I, we're having a lot of new people chiming in. I I, thank you so much. Uh, Amy, where can they find you? You guys can find me on all social media at Amy Cassandra M T Z. Now that yeah. there was a slide, <laughs> you hear that? I it's did. okay. He's like, I, I will did. take it. Thank you. Mm. 
And my name is Carrie Lane. You can find me online at Carrie D. Lane. That's K-A-R-I-D-L-A-N-E. And our anime after show, we are also on hiatus to the new year. We just finished all of season one of Soul Eater. So you can go watch that on the After Buzz animation channel. And we'll pick up season two in January. And we also did an unboxing on our video. So go check it out. Oh, how exciting. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at HappyGoJackie. You know what? I love you folks, so I never take a hiatus because I'm committed to you. <laughs> Not like some of these cowards here. Hey, hey, uh, we're here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, follow, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at HappyGoJackie. Folks, we'll be back again next week because we are committed on this show to giving you that hot box office content that you deserve, nay, demand every single week. We'll, so we, <laughs> we'll see you back here next Sunday with another episode of Box Office Breakdown right here on Popcorn Talk. Go see some movies! Bye. He said nay. From producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and will not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals. 